It has long been said that ideas are everything, especially in the startup world. But what if having a laser focus on your idea can actually hold your business back? In the Ideas Last podcast, Danielle Gillespie interviews startup founders whose success came from obsessively focusing on execution instead of ideation. Each episode dissects what it actually takes to build a long-lasting, profitable startup rather than simply launching one by putting your idea last. Welcome to Ideas Last, the podcast about turning initial sparks into big results. I'm your host, Danielle Gillespie, and I'm excited to learn how top entrepreneurs turn their sparks into thriving companies. Today, we're speaking with Leon Mueller. Leon is the co-founder and CEO of Bloom, a self-therapy app that revolutionizes mental health through interactive videos, personalization, and the science of cognitive behavior therapy. Bloom has grown to 1.5 million users in just two years and is amongst the top 100 health and fitness apps in the U.S. Leon, welcome to the show. I was uh, really excited to hear about your app because I think that mental health is something that people struggle with a lot, but really don't know how to get help. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. So could you provide the listeners with a brief introduction to Bloom? What is it? How does it work? And how would someone find it? Yeah. So Bloom is an app that basically empowers you to be your own therapist, to do, to do therapy yourself. Bloom is the world's first self-guided therapy app. And so we provide these pre-recorded interactive video sessions that guide you through uh, a therapy exercise based on cognitive behavioral science to help you calm anxiety, reduce stress, and, and, and really improve your mental health through those exercises. And they're all very personalized to you and, and around 10 minutes, so it's pretty easy to do on a daily or weekly basis. And people can find it in the App Store. We're live on iOS. We're not on Android yet, uh, but coming this year, but all iOS people just search for Bloom on the App Store and you find it. So is it like a guided meditation or is it a physical movements or is it just mindsets or what, what is it? Yeah. So CBT is, is, is really a form of therapy or form of talk therapy that has been around since the sixties. And really the interesting thing about CBT is it, it focuses a lot on the present moment and how you interpret events, meaning when you, have a situation with friends and you feel like you're getting triggered, CBT gives you strategies and techniques to help you shift your thinking and help you rework your thought patterns to feel better in the moments the next time that comes. So the way Bloom works, and it's very different to meditation, it's very different to stretching or other, other sort of like mental wellness workouts, mm -hmm. is depending on what you're dealing with. So at the beginning of, of, of a session, we do a quick mood check and like depending on how you feel and what you're dealing with. And, and, and we ask you a couple of questions. We provide you sort of a, a session. And the session has a very certain like structure to help you first reflect on, on what's been triggering you. So to bring in these emotions and these thoughts to the surface and, and, and make you aware and then gives you the right CBT exercise to help you change that, right? And so CBT is, is basically, there's a famous CBT triangle that basically says your thoughts, you can't change your feelings, right? The only thing you can change is your actions and your thoughts, but they're all interlinked. But if you can work on your thoughts and if you can work on your actions, you can improve your, your feelings and your emotions and how you feel, right? And so... Thoughts is basically cognitive therapy 
actions is basically behavioral therapy. And then the, there's a third part of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, is, is really mindfulness. And so we partnered very early on with one of the leading therapists in the country called Seth Gillihan. He's a, he's a best-selling author of a, of a few CBT workbooks. And we practiced them ourselves, my co-founder and I, because we actually came up with Bloom about two and a half years ago when we are dealing with our own fair share of mental health problems. And we try to find a therapist in New York and it was basically mission impossible, super expensive. We didn't have health health insurance at that time and, and we couldn't afford it. And the best ones were booked out uh, and it was super hard to find one. And so we thought, how can we make therapy more affordable and accessible, but also more scalable because there are a billion people out there who suffer from mental health disorders and we came across CBT and, 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 and ordered a couple of different books and practiced them and realized it's quite simple yet so effective. And so we wanted to turn this into a product. And we've been playing around with video for a long time and, 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 and pioneering mobile video. So we, we, we started producing these interactive sessions that help you where you get to journal and get to write and reflect. And then we also do sort of like a breathwork exercise in between to help you, yeah, really, really improve your mental health on a, on a daily basis at the end of the day. Hmm. I think that's really interesting because I, I think every day you feel something different, right? So some days I'm more open to a positive mindset and other days my mind is just really grumpy <laughs> and I think exactly. I can't I can't do this I don't know how to get myself out of this this dark funk or I don't I I almost resist getting out of it like I like I don't want to be there but like my mind is not letting me get out of there so yeah I think that having a product that meets you where where you are in that day is super important and I, I think it, it's probably makes sense that you've seen so much success. So I love that you, this was sort of born from a need that you had, you and your co-founder. I think the best products come from, you know, an identified need that you can, that the founders relate to. And I think it's awesome that you share that with people. So your process, so, you know, like, could you talk a little bit? So like you, you, got some of these books and you were sort of trying to on your own discover a therapy that helped you feel better and have better feelings and better mental health. How did you go from that manual process to creating a product? Like how, where did you start? What was your beta? You know, how'd you talk other people into giving it a go? <laughs> yeah. All that good, good stuff. Yeah. Great question. Great question. And I mean, overall kind of it starts like very very early right like from how you grew up and and, and I grew up with a mother who suffered also from like mental health problems depression alcohol addiction and so as an only child I didn't have the tools and and so my my personal mission in life has always been unlocking everyone's full potential and, and building tools to help people reach their full potential and my co-founder had a very similar story and, and we, we met five years ago and, and, and started building products together. And, and the good thing is like, I, I, I'm a designer, I'm a product designer, he's an engineer. So we, we quickly realized, cool, with, with an app, we can reach millions and billions of users and, 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 and we're really good at building good experiences as a designer and engineer. And so 
when we when we pivoted to Bloom, we actually were building a, a video micro learning app for, and so we took we took sort of the best pieces out of that and and, and moved it together. But the, the the very first, it was the fifth of August, twenty nineteen, we launched our first. Um, version mvp into the app store we had we had a couple of versions before obviously kind of like in private beta where we said like hey let's, let's just push it and it was basically every day we released a new video that it was like the seven days of gratitude and the seven days of self-acceptance and the seven days of mindfulness and the seven days of emotional awareness and so we created these seven day week-long programs and every day we launched a new video and it was just that video that you could do and you had like one or two interactions and the first thing we wanted to know is like, are people coming back the next day? And we only looked at day one retention. And then we, we like after like a couple of weeks, people started emailing us. It's like, hey, I, I wasn't able to finish the seven days of gratitude. Where did that go? I wasn't able to finish this program. Where did that go? And so at some point we said like, okay, cool. Now we, because every day, every week we produce like new content. And so we slowly build up the library and then a few weeks later, we launched like a profile and a library and like built out the app over time. And then sort of like it, it was November, like a couple of months later, we, we we put subscription on top and said like, okay, cool. Are people willing to also pay for this now, now that we have a good library and we saw sort of the first payments coming in. But the real, the real moment when, when we realized, okay, we, we found sort of first product market fit was actually in January 2020, so just two years ago, when we then realized we actually created this whole new category in the mental health space of self-therapy or self-guided therapy, right? And because we were like, we like over time we kind of moved from from like the topics from like self-care more and more towards like really mental health topics, like more severe ones, like depression, anxiety, and stress, and and, and part of a Seth and. He helped us write and, and, and guide and, and, and do these kind of things. But then we, we didn't really know how to like market it to users. Like how would users frame this? Was this a digital therapy app or was it like a mental fitness workout app? Or like how was it, how would the user describe this product? And we obviously did constantly user interviews and try to figure out and people were super excited about this. And they were like, yeah, I would recommend this to all my friends. But we didn't see it in the numbers just yet. And mm -hmm. it was January, 2020, we were almost running out of money. And we, my co-founder and I, we say like, hey, let's go to the whiteboard and like, let's bring all the ideas to that we have together. And like, let's, let's test everything. And so we came up with this framework, which is all around sort of like, how do you position your product in the market? And said like, okay, cool. Um, is this like a journal for high performance or a journal for mindfulness? Is this like a mental fitness app or is it therapy? And we're going all in on therapy, but is this like the new kind of therapy or the different kind of therapy? We didn't know it was self-therapy back then, right? And so we, we come up with all these slogans and the slogan that wins. So we, we, we launched them on, on Facebook, right? And, and see which ads work the best. And the slogan that wins is a simple simple slogan where someone says I'm my best therapist and sort of that was the idea of you can be your own therapist the idea of self-guided therapy the idea of I can do therapy myself and that's when we realized okay this is actually a whole new category because later on we found out and you mentioned sort of meditation at the beginning so many of our users had tried meditation and it didn't really work for them but it wasn't severe enough that they wanted to 
go and see a mental health professional and, and pay $250 a session, right? And so if you look at the market, it's really that middle field of moderate mental health problems or mental health disorders, that way you can still get out of bed and, 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 and but you deal with more stress and more anxiety than, than usual. Those are the folks that, that, that see the most value of this, of the self-guided therapy or, or self-help CBT, whatever you want to call it. And that's when we sort of hit first product market fit and, 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 and sort of like double revenue and, and, and double users every month. And, and then we're able to raise our first round and grow the company more and more. And now we have 1.5 million users and, and, and yeah, a, a good amount of subscribers as well. And like really, really good numbers. But that was sort of that, that, that moment that really like led us to the first phase of growth. Yeah. So that's really interesting. So you, and, and that's really an important, it's an important step for entrepreneurs who are, you know, they start building something, but, you know, you can tell something's there, but you don't really know how to say what it is or what it could be. And so that's an interesting approach to, you said, you know, you, you went to the whiteboard and sort of listed out all of the different kinds of things that it could be. And then you said you tested them on in ads to see, mm -hmm. wow, that's pretty yeah, cool. So yeah, it, it was it was really it was really trying trying to throw everything into the fire and see what like what lights up the most, you know. And we 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 had like a little bit of budget left, and we obviously it was pre IDFA, but it, I think it would still work today. And then like I advise a few companies to do that, and I've, and I've like sort of like helped improve and and, and refine that framework because. It, it was really sort of the most counterintuitive thing and the biggest learning for me as a founder was like part of product market fit is, is really sort of your positioning in the market and, and finding sort of that unique angle and a unique approach, right? We could have also marketed and framed this as a just another meditation app in a way or just another, like it's not about what's in the back. It's about what the back looks like, you know, yeah. the packaging and, and, and then obviously after that, retention and TV is everything, but like, how do you, how do you get people to like, look at the product and like buy it and try it out first. And, and we found sort of a self therapy, really that, that untapped market and that, that massive gap in, in between. And it's because I, I always describe it like, is, is it, is it for you? Like when you think about like these, these normal day products, is, is this an espresso or is this like, a cuff, like a mind enhancing coffee shot or caffeine shot, you know, like you can describe so many things in like different ways and it just like sound better. And yeah. so often you, you hear this also like there are talks from like great growth people from, from Facebook. There's a, there's a famous sort of YC talk where he just like, they didn't say now they probably can't, can't remember it correctly, but they didn't say share. They said like, send or something like they, they changed like one word and it, and it completely took off and so it's those those little things sometimes that feel so counterintuitive or so like not obvious that that really unlock your growth or like help you position it in a different mind for the for the user which is so important yeah that's interesting i was recently having this a very similar conversation with a startup company and you know they've got a great product they've got the underpinnings to a decent platform and an idea but everyone in the company thinks it's something different 
right? And what they think the product is something different. Everyone has a different lens. And I keep saying, we all need to agree what this is. And I'm not trying to change what it is. It's a little bit of, I mean, you have to have the raw material. You have to have a good product and you have to back up what you say, but some of it is sort of the spin that you put on what you're selling versus, you know, it's not this great big gigantic thing that does everything. It's this thing that does this one thing. And people, if it resonates, people start, you know, they start buying and they leaning in and then, you know, you're onto something. If the, if you, if you get the downloads and the customers and the engagement, then, you know, you're onto something. If you get the people interested and they dump your product, then, you know, get a product problem. (laughs) You you obviously don't have that, but I think it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. And I, I think it's a really hard thing for founders to understand how to do that and, and to try something different. And just because you're, you're putting it, you know, you're, you're spinning it a different way. doesn't mean it's a different product. It just means you finally resonated with your audience. So yeah, that's, that's really cool. I think there's one, one more thought to this. I think there's even like a, a word for this, like expert bias or something, you know, like as a founder, you're so into the problem. You're so into your product that you often can't actually like describe it as clearly anymore. You know, at least, at least I think like that sometimes like so many founders with like great products, but they're like, okay, how do I market this now? Like, how do I get this, get this off the ground? And, and I mean, the, 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 the thing that helped us the most was was just I mean there was also like gut and intuition and like boldness to it of like hey we're just gonna do this like be provocative this is one 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 tip I have as well like be provocative you know like you want to stop if you if you're doing ads you want to get people to stop and it's like stop scrolling like what is this why did this call my catch my attention but the other thing is also um talking to users obviously and just saying like hey how would you describe this product what is it to you and how would you how would you who would you recommend it for and how would you recommend it to them you know i said i would recommend this to my friend lisa okay why and how like oh it's like a like an app that it's like a therapist in your pocket like okay cool (laughs) you know like this is sometimes what you hear then it's like we tried this app like okay this is what the user said does this work it doesn't really work okay let's try something else obviously experimenting and and iterating is like key to this but yeah yeah, it's it's crucial that's pretty cool so it sounds like you made a, a pretty classic set of moves and a little bit of adjustments and and finally landed on something that's really taking off for you are there any obstacles that you still face or, you know, things that you're thinking, well, you know, we need to, we need to dig in and do this better or more or any, anything like that. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, 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 it's always funny how, how people like, it takes 10 years to have an overnight success. You know, it also, <laughs> it also took us it took us three, four years to build what we're building today and, and we're constantly learning. And I think the biggest, the biggest obstacles always, how do you build sort of uh, in, in general kind of high level, how do you build a product that, that people stick to for many, many years and, 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 and really becomes a part of their life and, and they love it so much that they recommend it to everyone. And that's, that's really a mix of art and science, right? Like, I mean, my, one of my favorite quotes in, in sort of like 
the 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 kind of like the entrepreneurship world was from F. Williams, the founder of Medium and Blogger and Twitter, and he said, if you want to build a billion dollar company, take something humans have always done and make it better using software. And and I think that's like so true. And 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 I have like every every time I like I'm thinking about ideas is like okay how is this something like humans have always done and 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 how can we like make this even better I mean what we're doing obviously bringing bringing therapy is something people have always done now to the phone and making it like really a, a self-serve tool right similar to like what Carmen Headspace did 10 years ago like before that, you you didn't really know what meditation was. You you had to go to a guru to get guided. There was there was like maybe CDs around and something, but they were the first ones to bring it to an app. Everyone could download and just like meditate and become do meditation themselves, right? And and so same thing for us. Like there aren't enough therapists out there to help the billion people who are suffering right now even more, right? Like there aren't enough therapists out there. Therapy comes at such a high cost. And for the first time, we're making it so accessible and affordable, like everyone can just like do therapy themselves and practice these techniques. In general, like at Bloom directly, some of the obstacles we have is something that's often described similarly in dating or weight loss as like good churn. And this happens also with like the framing of therapy and I think the mainstream mind, which is I do therapy for a couple of months and then, then I feel better and I think I feel better. And then and then users have different needs and, and we're now building out the product to, to cover those needs and, 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 and redesigning the product a little bit. But and 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 the other thing is sort of like this is sort of this part of like good churn, right? Like I feel I feel good. And and so the question in in for us is we get we get measured as a company, obviously, by how long we can keep users in the app from from investors, but does a therapist get measured by how long he keeps his patients in his roster or does he get like, what's the success measure there? So that's a very interesting dynamic we're sort of like facing right now. And that's a little bit of an obstacle sometimes. And yeah, in, in, in general, like the, 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 the biggest thing in building in any company is obviously LTV and, and retention. And the, the longer you've been in the business, the, the, the more, and the more you realize, Hey, this is, um, this needs to be like top of the mind constantly. And so it, it, it began like retention has always been on our mind, but like you constantly learn the, the more you talk to users, you realize, okay, cool. And after a while they have new user needs and now we have to build for them and like we got to go here and so on. But it's always, that's, that's like the fun of building products and, and innovating things and creating <laughs> something new. So it's yeah. just part of the, part of the journey, which makes it all exciting. It is exciting. I hadn't really considered the, um, you know, you use it for a couple months and then you feel better. And then you go back to it when you're feeling bad, you don't sustain while you're feeling good. So are you finding that people then, you know, they feel good, they stop using it and then they come back to it or do they just drop it completely? No, they come back to it. And, and, and also a, a lot of users just keep it sort of as a safety net, right? They keep it as like, Hey, I want to, I want to, but we're launching, we've launched also so much like so many positive habits now and, and and more positive content to keep you like once you're feeling better to to also keep training that and, and keep 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 that as sort of like that that level and, and we, we consider that that use use a need of maintenance right i mean similar as you go to the to the gym or you, mental health is very similar to physical health at the end of the day or we see it very similar that way in the sense of in a sense of like you don't go to the gym for three months and then you like 
summer body, six pack, here we go. And 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 and, and that's going to stay forever. No, right? Like you, you, you want to go on a regular basis and you want to just keep yourself hit, fit and healthy and, 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 and athletic. And, and when you think about the, when you think about the physical fitness market or like physical health, like 50 years ago in the seventies, people were getting stopped on the street if they were jogging, if they were running. Like that wasn't a thing. And, and, and you, you, find, you find like old newspaper articles from like the New York Times. It's like, it, it, it sounds so ridiculous now, but it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't until like 68 or, or 72 or whatever, the, one of the co-founders of Nike, the, the other guy, not Phil Knight, Bill Bauman, his, his tracking coach wrote a book about jogging. Here's how you jog. Here's how you <laughs> use your legs, you know? And, 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 and then it became sort of mainstream. And, 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 and today we have like 50, like there were no gyms around in the eighties and the nineties. And, and today we have so many gyms from like sort of discounted ones to like high priced luxury ones. And, and everyone has a gym membership almost. Right. And, and there's a similar, yeah, a, a similar movement will, will happen in, in mental health. Like you see so many new, and then that's, that's the exciting part about it, right? That you see so many new ways to train the mind popping up from meditation. There were sort of the, like the running apps, Calm and Headspace, right? They really paved the way to where we are today and, and, and made like, oh, meditation is now a thing. Now you have like breath work and you have journaling app exercises and, and you have obviously self-therapy and you now you have like acupressure and you have tapping and you have all these like, different ways to yeah improve your mental health and, and, and sort of train your mind on a, on a daily basis which I think is just the most important thing because if we can take care of our mind we take care of our feelings and, and makes us just better humans as a global society and we can build a better society of tomorrow which with more equality and, and kindness and that's at the end of the day what we strive for you know Right. And mental health is just like the step to that, right? taking care of our mind and, and thinking in better ways, acting in better ways, taking care of each other. And yeah, that, that's what we at Bloom all care about every day. Yeah, I, I like the analogy of jogging from way back when to now. I mean, because, you know, people have only just kind of started talking publicly about mental health and the importance and, and you know, that it's normal to, it's not, I mean, that dark feelings and anxiety and stress happen. And, and sometimes you can, you could have a habit that, that helps keep them in control. And I think that the more awareness that there is for these issues and the more apps like yours, it will become more of a daily habit for people where in 50 years, people you know, they'll be looking at us saying, why weren't they doing this every day? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> um. Exactly. I mean, and that, that was, that was sort of the, the kind of one of the good things about COVID in, in a way, right? Because like we had mental health problems for thousands of years, but it had to happen like a global pandemic to make us all realize, hey, we're all dealing with our own fair share. And, and like mental health is not you you're crazy or you're not right like we realize <laughs> we realize there's so many different shades of it and 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 people dealt with grief and, and loneliness and and, and uh, financial worries and, and general anxiety and like there's so many different feelings and like if you sit at home you, you they, they come up and then how do I deal with them and and 
I think that was one of the good things amongst a few others, to be honest. Like, I think the idea of universal basic income was, was like, came up again. The, like, the whole idea of working from home and, like, being able to access, like, global talent and not, not being so focused on, like, the areas where you live anymore and, and, and made it. There were some, I think, some positive effects of, of COVID in, in a way. Obviously, it was a like, horrible pandemic, but it, it, it did have something good to it also in terms of like climate change and things like that and calming ourselves down for a moment. Right. Is your product, is Bloom just for adults or do you have a, a youth version? or Most parent? of our users, yeah, most of our users between 20 and, and 40, um, 25 to 40, to be honest, we're, we're expanding a little bit on the content side more into parenting at some point and over the next year as well and bloom kids is really on our roadmap as well yeah. um, in, in in the future that that's like that's what i'm like super excited about because like parenting and parenthood is, is obviously a, a huge life change we have so much more responsibility and 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 there's obviously postpartum depression and mental health impacts and all these kind of things but then also like how do you how do you raise the next generation of kids in a more mindful and more aware and more therapeutic way, which I think is very important as well to just avoid and, and kind of prevent future mental health. Right. The, the earlier you start the habits, the easier it is to maintain them. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, like, I just remember, like, when I was growing up, like, uh, nobody talked about anything about the mind in school nobody like none of my like my mom never went to therapy it wasn't really a thing back then right and and so she went to therapy like many 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 years later but like we simply believe everyone should should do therapy which is just the best workout for the mind right it's like it, it's just like it's just a form of reflecting and understanding how your mind works and understanding the triggers and like being able to like deal with them better and, and just think in more healthy and helpful ways at the end of the day. Yeah. So you don't interpret everything as negative. You interpret things as positive. It's not about like faking reality, but it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's just like seeing it in a, in a different light. And, and that I think is like very important too. It is important. I, I don't think, um, I'm not sure everybody can really appreciate that point of view until you actually, you know, try to practice this habit of, of a different mindset and thinking of things a different way. And then yeah. one day the light bulb goes on and suddenly you understand <laughs> how, yeah. how, how positive mindset works. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I mean, like I, over the past like 25 years, I've been sort of practicing many different techniques and really like trying out self-therapy. I've been journaling all my life been doing uh, trying meditation techniques and 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 different things and i've been to therapy obviously on and off and 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 so it it just like teaches you so much and and i've I've just been obsessed with like how even even like the the words you say and like the language you use like reflect so much of what's going on inside your mind right like do you lift other people up or do you put them down like and, and and if we all lift each other up that the world would be like, be better. <laughs> yeah, just just be so much better. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I th- I could talk probably for the next hour about this, but I'm going to change gears just a little bit. And I know you advise companies, and now you have all this great experience being a co-founder. Where do you think most founders go wrong in building and growing their businesses? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I think 
I think the, the a, a couple of things. So I think like the most important thing, or one of the most important things is just like execution, right? Like so many people have great ideas. So many people have great ideas for great products and, and then they plan forever. And you, you just want to like put it out there within a day and, and just put it in front of users and see, see what happens. You just learn. And, and then you do the next iteration. The faster you can iterate, it, the, the, the faster you learn and, and, and can make the product better. Like at, at speed is such a big value, a bloom and something we strive for because it's such a, like it, it sets, it's, it's such a competitive advantage. If you, like my co-founder and I, as a designer and engineer, we, when we did an accelerator three years ago, AngelPad in New York, we were building an entirely new app within like three days. And then we would do like 10 user interviews and we just built another app like the, the next three days. Like, and we were, we were just such a like, obviously two person team and you can do that, but it's like, you, you want to push out product as fast as you can. Then you want to focus on the right thing, which at the end of the day is the only thing that counts really is retention. Like how do you keep users retained and, and engaged? And that, that is really the tricky part. And, and we studied all the different apps in the health and fitness sector at some point and realized the best ones with, we actually didn't study so much retention, but the best ones in terms of conversion were the ones that were somewhat interactive or somewhat like practical. It wasn't just consumption. It was like, you had to do something. Meditation teaches you a practice. Um, and, and then it was like, mood tracking or all the like all the nutrition apps they were like kind of like logging tracking they were all those, or journaling apps they were you could always do something so it was like like a tool and then i think the the other thing as as we mentioned before is, is sort of that positioning just just building something and putting it out there and thinking like people are coming and buying it that's that's really the tricky part but i think in general like the, and the, how do you bring it into use i think honestly the it's 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 tough because you see so many different stories and, and sometimes this works and sometimes this works you know you see sort of like people building up a community first and then putting in a, in a product and other people say that they build the product first and then find the community both kind of work but ideally you have some kind of audience or you know exactly what you want to build for them and you iterate it with them together over time and 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 just just do low-fi work as, as much as you can. Don't don't overthink it. Don't over-engineer it. Don't make it like too pretty. Just just deliver, push it out there, and test it with users and, and do constant user feedback. Yeah. So that's I like that to test. Do a lot of test and iterate. And yeah. and moving fast doesn't mean building, you know, multi-featured, gigantic product quickly. It means build a build something and test it quickly exactly. not a not exactly. a full featured set not what you envision in your mind of what this thing is going to be but you know build something down and dirty and see if it resonates and then go from there so yeah i think that's really great so maybe just one more thought to this because uh, i don't know who like one one thing i learned because i wasn't a, an, an engineer obviously but like one great tip i got from a good friend of mine very early on in my career was you, you want to understand how engineers think. And so he advised me to go to a bunch of hackathons. And I went to three hackathons and out of two, I started actually companies. One wow. I sold and, and, and with one, we raised a bit of angel money and then sort of the team fell apart a year later. 
but it was always it was always a fantastic learning right you, you have like 18 hours or like two days where you, where you have to build something and that really teaches you that that mindset of like okay cool what can we do in those in those 18 hours until we have to present something like what's the what's the best version we can deliver so i really like hackathons and yeah so i just want to add that yeah that's that's a good one i mean and it, it definitely supports your original thought is that you actually can build something of value in a short time and it doesn't have to have every single feature it could be something that solves a problem very succinctly and you will tell whether or not people care and they don't care so i think i think that's all great that's that's great advice for people starting out and it's great advice for any entrepreneur listening. So one last question, is there something on the horizon that you're looking forward to either professionally, personally, anything, anything goes here? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the new year, it's 2022, right? And so we have, yeah, we're super excited for this year and the upcoming years. I mean, in general, Bloom, we, we constantly think about our mission, how we can help a billion people improve their mental health. And, and, and that means for us really building the, the most effective and, and accurate self-therapy platform and product in the world. And, and so over the, over the next year and two, we're going to be really investing in like three major things. One is like personalization, investing more in technology to, to really, and also an assessment to really better understand where your level is at in terms of your mental health and then designing the best journey for you. And, 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 and the whole team and, and our, our therapists is so excited. And that goes hand in hand with like a completely new content experience as well. We're constantly innovating. I mean, I mentioned we're doing video, which is what we call sort of the third wave not read like the, the, the market calls of the third wave of, of, of mobile products or mobile platforms in the sense of you had first you had text, then you had audio, and now you have video and we sort of been pioneering that for a couple of years and you have obviously TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram there, but there are not many other people who are building such an engaging video content as we do in a, in a sort of like mobile optimized vertical formats and interactive. And so we're coming up with a bunch of new formats, designing a much more continuous and seamless experience, which is going to be super nice. And the last part is really investing also in community and giving users a, a, a bigger sense of belonging and, and, and building, building out the brand and building out the product. And yeah. It's going to be an exciting keep, keep, year. Keep working on the mission. Yeah, it's, it's going to be super exciting. And it's, it's just like, it's, it's, so, it's so nice because we, we get these love letters every day from our users, <laughs> um, how it changed their life. And that's really who we're building the product for at the end of the day, right? And, and, and every time I think I talk to investors, I'm like, you're not giving me 10 million or 20 million, right? You, you're giving, you're investing that in the, in the, in the world's mental health, right? You, you're giving that, you're giving a chance to millions of more users to be able to get this product and, and, and help like invest in their mind. And, and I'm, I'm just so excited of all the cool things we can still do and we will do. And, and, and there's, there's so much opportunity out there. I'm just like, I'm super excited. Oh, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to see what happens next. So if somebody wants to find your product or more information or the app, where would they go? They, the best way to find Bloom is on the app store. Um, just search for Bloom. It's, uh, it's a green logo and icon. You read the first one when you search for Bloom. Uh, you can also go to enjoybloom.com. You find us there and on Instagram, it's also enjoybloom.com. Awesome. Oh, sorry, it's just an at enjoybloom. Excuse me. <laughs> 
Perfect. That's awesome. I just, I love talking to you today and I, I love hearing about your success, both for your own personal mental health and for your company. And I really am truly excited to see what you guys do next. Thank you so much for having me, Danielle. Awesome. Have a good one.